Good morning, this is Angela Schaefer's host of Your Story Matters radio show. Today I will be talking with Randy Lovin, and she is the author of Sharing Mountain Recipes and Baking at High Altitude. She also has an incredible story to share about her journey in finding success as an entrepreneur. Hi Randy, thanks for joining us. Hi Angela, how are you? I'm great, thank you very Good. much. Um, I'm very happy that you're able to take some time today to talk to our listeners about your journey to get to... Um, the place that you're at with your entrepreneurism and that is your business the muffin lady which i love the title very cool thank you and i didn't choose it oh you didn't somebody found it for you uh the local postal office the local postal service in evergreen colorado started calling me the muffin lady in mm-hmm. 92 93 i went legal with it oh that's great how perfect is that yeah So tell our listeners a little bit about your journey, because I was very interested when I heard about where you had come from and what created um, really the idea and the passion and the drive to go forward with your business. Okay. It all started around 1990. My period had become very irregular, and I went to a doctor locally in town. She kept putting me on different birth control pills every other month. And I was developing a lot of milk leaking out of my breasts at the time. And that didn't work. And I stopped going with her because she wasn't helping. And then my theory completely ceased. A few months later, at the end of that year, mm-hmm. and come January the following year, I thought, Okay, we'll see what happens. And my period completely stopped. The milk, the amount of milk became huge. That's the nicest way I know how to phrase it. Mm -hmm. It just became leaky boo. So I thought maybe I was pregnant. Maybe I had tubal pregnancy, that something was wrong with the baby. And I asked a very dear friend if she had a good GYN, and she did. So I made an appointment for about a month or so later. And then approximately 2.03 in the afternoon of April 2nd, 1991, I can't think back that far, the doctor came into the room and he started staring at my face and he asked, was your brow always that deep? No. Your jaw always that wide? No. Your fingers always that big? No. And he was, I, I had never met this man before and he's staring right at my face. And then he said, well, you're not pregnant. And all I could think of was, mm-hmm. okay, how was I going to go into my throat that I was pregnant? They had never, I, they never heard me mention the guy that I was somewhat seen and mm-hmm. My parents were back east, and yeah, I could picture my mother thinking of all the gossip, although I was 31. <laughs> right. And my father thinking, oh, finally, she's going to give me a two-legged child instead of all these four-legged ones. <laughs> and the doctor, I said, I'm not pregnant. He said, no, your body is shutting down very rapidly. You have a brain tumor and a very rare disease called acromegaly. Wow. My response to that, very honestly, no, 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 I don't have a brain tumor. May I have the peacock again? I've got a baby. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. His response to that was that he had already scheduled an MRI for me an hour from that time and set up an appointment with the specialist in the morning and needed to take some more blood. Mm-hmm. Little did I know my entire life changed at that moment. Mm-hmm. And I left his office, was driving to the MRI place that he gave me direction to, thinking to myself, my body's shutting down? Mm-hmm. I feel fine. Mm-hmm. And I'm sorry, I have a brain tumor. Get it out of my head. Don't tell me my body is shutting down rapidly. Right. <laughs> right. Um, the MRI confirmed it. 
Mm-hmm. I called my folks. They were a little bit in shock. Mm-hmm. We won't even go into that. Um, I was in surgery three weeks later. Wow. So I had to get it out. They couldn't. My, my growth hormone was severely high. It was up in the 6,000s the day I was diagnosed. Mm. Or in more simple terms, adult hormones le- levels average about 2 to 4, which would be about, I think, 2 to 4,000, but I wouldn't quote me on that. Mm-hmm. Mine was severely high. My mm-hmm. body was shutting down. All my internal organs were growing, my heart was triple in size. And when the GYA had measured me and told me that I was five one and a quarter inches, I'm like, no, I'm not. Mm-hmm. I'm five foot. Mm-hmm. So evidently I grew a little bit too. Mm-hmm. My bone tripled in density as did my skin. Wow. I'm still little, but I used to be tiny mm-hmm. and I'm not tiny anymore. Mm-hmm. Can you spell the name of the disease for us? Because I know sometimes people have different um, diseases or similar symptoms and they might ask how do you spell that disease a d r o m e d l i a okay thank you go ahead i didn't mean to interrupt you but i wanted to make sure we were able to give the listeners um more information if they want to look that up absolutely and they they they're more than free to contact me during was hoping they could get it out couldn't get it out mm-hmm. put me through eight out weeks of radiation mm-hmm. that didn't do anything mm-hmm. okay although i can say one of the times i did open my eyes for a brief second and you're not supposed to. I saw these beams coming at my head and I was looking at my skeleton. Mm. It was very weird. Very mm-hmm. neat, but very weird, and I never got to see that again. Mm-hmm. All right, a few months after radiation ended that summer, and as for, at the time of the diagnosis, I was a mental health professional and a special ed teacher. Mm-hmm. Wow. Primarily working with troubled kids and learning disabilities and DD kids. Mm-hmm. Mm, within the next six to seven months, my career came to an abrupt end, mm-hmm. primarily due to liability issues. Mm-hmm. You know, they couldn't get it out. The radiation did anything. You're done. Mm-hmm. <gasps> mm-hmm. You know, it's like, yeah, but what am I supposed to do? Right. Not, you know, we don't have the liability if something were to happen to you. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And my response was, my kids are not going to hit me. Mm-hmm. And the director at the facility where I was counseling looked at me and he said, Randy, you could fall and trip on a rock. Mm-hmm. No, we can't have that type of liability. And the, and the uh, school said pretty much so the same mm-hmm. liability issues. You've got a brain tumor mm-hmm. and a subject. Mm-hmm. And to me, I'm like, I'm not a brain tumor. I just happen to have one. Right, exactly. And that's a big difference. Mm-hmm. But I'm also very stubborn, and my feelings were, get this out of my head. Mm-hmm. Don't tell me it's never going to go away. I went to this conference and that convention and this one, met specialists who had heard about my case, and they all told me this is never going to go away. Mm-hmm. And my response to them was, bet me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay? Well, you, you got to have a little bit of a delinquent attitude to work with delinquents anyhow. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. <laughs> okay. And my first surgeon absolutely refused to try again. Mm-hmm. And I found another one. And God bless it because I got very lucky. I got a neurosurgeon who was a man first mm-hmm. and then 
the doctor. Mm-hmm. And as God is my witness, my surgeon literally enjoys going inside of somebody's brain. Mm. Okay, then. <laughs> like a mechanic who's really into fixing your engine. Right. That's how my surgeon was. Mm-hmm. I convinced him to go and go up and try again. The surgic- surgeries that I went through was transport transthenoidal. Mm-hmm. whereby they went up through my sinus cavity. Mm-hmm. And that is a preferred surgery, but my first feeling was, sorry, you're not cutting my hair off. Right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and yes, through the radiation, I lost that, my hair, but I lost it along the sides up above my ears. Mm-hmm. 90% of it has come back. Great. So, which is very cool. Mm-hmm. Anyhow, I convinced the surgeon to try again. I did not tell my parents that it wasn't quite 100% with medical advice. Mm-hmm. Okay. But my whole issue was get this out of my head. Right. And in the interim between the two surgeries, an endocrinologist put me on medication to control the growth hormone, mm-hmm. which my body was producing erratically. And they put me on five shots a day. Mm-hmm. And I hate needles. Mm. So that was a part of the reason why I wanted them to get this out so I could go off doing the needles. Right, right. That makes sense. Um, yeah, and that's why God gives all us women love handles. <laughs> <laughs> so that we don't have to watch it go in. Mm-hmm. Um, needless to say, he tried again, couldn't get it out. And he informed me it's never going to go away. Mm-hmm. You know, whether you're going to be on five shots a day for the rest of your life and hormone replacements for the rest of your life, we don't know at this time. Mm-hmm. But your pituitary is, is basically gone. Mm-hmm. I don't have a pituitary anymore. And we can't get the tumor out. Mm-hmm. You know, we've done everything that we can. There's, you know, you're just going to have to get used to it. And I looked at this man and I said, what? Mm-hmm. Animal. Right. That makes a lot you of know, sense. I had to take care of him. Mm-hmm. And in the meantime, I just say, you know what? Okay, so you got a disease, you got a tumor, you still got to make a living. Mm-hmm. And at the time of the second surgery, I did have nine dogs, two cats, and a horse. Wow. And I still have the horse. Mm-hmm. Um, and a neighbor watched the kids. She fed them, and I went to pay her when I got back home. She wouldn't let me pay her, so I baked her up a batch of cookies. I've been baking since I was three years old. I learned from my grandmother. Wow. I mean, I didn't play with Barbie. I played with Easy Bake Oven. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Barbie and Ken were stupid to me. I have dark hair and dark eyes. End of subject. <laughs> <laughs> That makes I sense. Breed. I never thought Ken was that gorgeous. <laughs> okay? Yep, I got you. <laughs> so I, st- and I looked at her. I said, what do you mean I should market my bakery? She said, you've got some of the best stuff there is. Mm-hmm. Why don't you start going around and see what happens? So I found my, and at this point, I had already learned how to make high altitude adjustments. Mm-hmm. because when my grandmother had passed away, well, well, let me back up. When I moved out of the dorms, when I first moved out here, I moved into a house with my brother and, of course, a cute older guy. <laughs> my rent was chocolate chip cookies and chicken soup. Mm-hmm. My cookies were flat. So I called my grandmother in Philadelphia. She said, I don't know what's going on. Try adding more flour. Mm-hmm. That was my first high altitude tip. Uh-huh. And I got the cookies going, so I figured out a few other tweaks. Mm-hmm. Went to my grandmother's recipe box, pulled out a couple really good recipes that I remembered, made them up, filled a basket with different muffins and brownies and coffee cake and cookies, 
post office started to call me the muffin lady. It spread around town. A year later, I went legal. Wow. I still had the tumor. Mm-hmm. And I was putting in 18 to 19 hours a day. Wow. And you were doing this all from your home. Is that correct? Yes. Mm-hmm. Wow. Years go by. A former accountant convinced me to open up a small bakery in Delhi, and I did. I, You know, over the interim, I supplied the tatter cover bookstores, Wild Oats, Natural Market. I do good food. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. I mean, that's the best way I know how to put it. I don't use a package. I don't use a box. I just do good food. Right. Nothing right. fancy, nothing gourmet, just good. And through family members and because of my doctors... I learned how to bake for special diets. Mm-hmm. You're diabetic friendly? No problem. My father commanded me to bake for him one day after he was diagnosed. I called his doctor, figured out how. Mm-hmm. Okay, if you're wheat free, no big deal. Same with heart friendly. Okay, so the recipe calls for melted butter. Use canola oil. Wow. And are these some of the tips that you have in your two books? Yes. What is the difference between the two? Is one, the baking at high altitude, is that specifically about baking at high altitude? Baking at high altitude. And the Sherry Mountain recipes, yes, I have all the high altitude tips, but it's just very good food. Okay. And And they could be made anywhere. Okay, great. What prompted you to decide to write the books? Well, let me back up. People basically to share. That, that's the main cause, just mm-hmm. to share. Sharing the good food, easy recipes, how to do them, and how to adjust it to high altitude. Mm-hmm. More than anything, it's just sharing good food and recipes that have been requested, some of them, for over 100 years. Wow. Mm-hmm. And people ask, what did you do about the tumor? And my response to them was, I just never gave into it. Right. You know, I continued to live and I started a whole new career because the day that I was diagnosed, little did I know I was given a choice. Mm-hmm. I could live my life as a medical patient or I could live. That's right. And I chose to live. Mm-hmm. And before the book, before the shop, I'm still doing all the deliveries. And in 1998, I had... A the annual checkup with my surgeon. Mm-hmm. The day before, my dad, my parents were still alive, and my dad, I'm on the phone with my dad, and go, no, no, you don't understand, Pop. It's gone. Mm-hmm. I'm done with it. I'm over it. It's done. Mm-hmm. Come on, babe. Don't get your hopes up. You know, like good daddy would do. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right. You know, you know what they told you. Don't get your hopes up because you're going to be really disappointed. Blah 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 blah. And my response was, no, I'm done. I'm over this. It's gone. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Why? Why do you think so? And I said, for the same reason mom used to say, because I say so. Mm. Powerful <laughs> words, especially from a mother. Yeah. And, you know, he tried. He didn't help. And I had fallen asleep. My appointment was at 8 o'clock in the morning. And I had fallen asleep. Waiting for the doctor, I was up all night baking, I just got done with all the deliveries. So I fell asleep waiting for him, and he's shaking me, Randy, wake up. And I I literally just lifted my head, 
and went, is it gone? Mm-hmm. And he went, yes. I don't think I've ever woken up that clearly in such a short period of time in my entire life. Wow. And I looked at him and I said, what did you say? He said, go look. Mm-hmm. And he had the MRI hanging up on the glass. And I'm looking, and I'm looking, and I'm looking, and I turned around and I said, it's gone. Mm-hmm. And he said, yes. And I said, you told me it would never go away. Mm-hmm. Quote, unquote. Randy, I'm only a doctor. <laughs> I didn't know who I was dealing with when I told you that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I, I said, can I go off the shots? And he said, you have an appointment in three weeks. Mm-hmm. Okay. That was the day I finally cried about my disease. Wow. They told me, the day when I was diagnosed and I finally got to the endos and the neuro guys, they told me it had been growing for about 10 to 12 years. Mm-hmm. And all of a sudden, it's gone. Mm-hmm. I got out of that hospital parking lot and, and eight to nine solid years came flooding out of my eyes. Wow. And I mean flooding. Mm-hmm. And they were tears of joy and relief. I bet. It was gone. Mm-hmm. And so many doctors have since asked me, what did you do? Mm-hmm. And my response to them was, I never gave in to you guys. Mm-hmm. I decided to go on. Yes, I started the support group, and I'd see these people, and half of them were obese. Mm-hmm. And the other ones were basically non, almost non-functioning. Yeah, they could talk, they could walk, but that was about it. Mm-hmm. One woman tried to blame her husband's alcoholism on the disease. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Sorry, mm-hmm. that was it was very obvious that wasn't the cause. Mm-hmm. Um, and this, and I looked at them at one point and said, "You guys have given in." Right. I'm not ready to give in yet. I got mm-hmm. too much I got left to do, and I got my babies to take care of. Mm-hmm. But I have no intention of giving in to this disease. Wow. And fortunately, there was one woman in the group who heard the message. Mm-hmm. And she called me several times afterwards. I haven't talked to her for years at this point. But she said, I'm learning to live again. I said, that's what it's all about. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. That's right. And she said, what do you do when you can't do your shots? And I said, you mean like when I'm driving or I'm at an event? She said, yeah. And I said, I either pull over on the side of the highway or I go into a restroom. Mm-hmm. And she said, but it has to remain cold. And I said, I have a little kit. Mm-hmm. It remains cold. Right. And I said, why? If you will, if you do it late, do you overdose too? Mm-hmm. And she said, my belly swells up like a basketball. And I said, yep, that's the overdose. Mm-hmm. You know, so, and she, she said, you just keep going. And I said, you got to. That's right. Otherwise, you're going to let the disease control you. Mm-hmm. And, and you work around tumor. the circumstances. Yeah. And she was in a different state, but her tumor went away too. Wow, that's amazing. What an amazing can't, story. You can't give in, mm-hmm. Whether even if it's cancer. Mm-hmm. The mm-hmm. ones who survive are the ones who don't give in. That's right. They continue to live. Mm-hmm. I mean, I lost both my folks to cancer. Mm-hmm. Dad survived as long as he can, but he was older at the time. Mom gave in. Mm-hmm. 
and gave up. When you give in, you give up. Mm-hmm. I was just going to say that's an amazing testimony to the power of not giving up. And well, also, it's mind over matter. Right. And at the same time, knowing, like you said, that you had to do something. So you turned around your circumstances and created your business and went forward with living. And that's right. what's made the difference for you. And I think a lot of people need to hear that these days. That's what it's all about. We're only here for a short period of time. I mean, yeah, I'm 50, 50 years. I mean, on my birthday, I'm a half a century old. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, but mm-hmm. in the same respect, 50 years is not that long. That's right. A mm-hmm. hundred years is not that long. For mm-hmm. a life, yes. Right. But it's not that long of a period of time. That's right. Mm. You know, and when I opened the shop, people were just thrilled. And I I lost the shop about a year and a half later. And I think I'm big enough to admit 40% was me. Mm-hmm. And I know that. I'm not meant to run, train, bake, cook, serve, and prepare all at the same time. Mm-hmm. I, st- I tried to go back to work with the kids, and friends were like, why don't you just put up a shingle? And my feeling, when you're working with a kid, no matter what age, you need to see all four sides of the kid. Mm-hmm. You need to see them with the parents, with the peers, by themselves. And for someone like me, you need to see what their academics are like. Right. right. Okay? Because the behavior could be because they have a small learning disability. Mm-hmm. And therefore, acting out a little bit brings attention possibly to the fact that, yes, he has a learning disability. He needs to make a little bit of extra help. Right. You know, no, you're not stupid. You're just seeing words backwards. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, little itty-bitty things. Mm-hmm. So and is... I couldn't get a job working with kids. And an associate of mine back east said the only way you're going to get a job counseling is to take everything off your resume. Mm-hmm. And I'm not willing to do that. Mm-hmm. I earned my degrees. I earned my training. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I was like a good woman whining to a dear friend one day. Everybody wants my recipes. Everybody wants my high altitude tips. I run into people at the grocery store. Randy, my cakes are sinking. What do I do? Mm-hmm. And I said to him, I said, what am I supposed to do? And he said, why don't you write a cookbook? Mm-hmm. And my response was, because I don't know how to write a blanket and cookbook. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and his response, God bless it, well, I have a client who's been editing cookbooks for 50 years. Wow. Two days later, he introduced me to my third grandmother mm-hmm. and my editor. Mm-hmm. And somehow or another, I don't know how, it just came together. Wow. And I joined Colorado Independent Publishers Association, learned some things, entered my book into their contest, and won. Mm-hmm. I was like, wow. <laughs> I mean, I never really expected to. Right. right. I mean, and so I looked up cookbook contests. Mm-hmm. And I found some for $250 and $180 and 150 and I self-published this book, so I didn't have a lot of money left. Right. And then I found one for under $75, so I entered the book. Mm-hmm. I, honest to God, had no idea. Mm-hmm. If I knew what book I was, what contest I was entering it into, 
I probably would not have. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, and my sh- the shots were taken off by bribery to the endocrinologist. I threatened to kick him in his bad knee if he didn't let me go off the shots. <laughs> <laughs> um, he, he, it was the first time we had met, and he used to say he left the room, came back in three weeks from today, you are to see Annie. Mm-hmm. Two days later, you were back in this room. Mm-hmm. If your levels change at all, you're going back on the shots. I've right. been shot-free ever since. Wow, that's awesome. Um, I wanted to have you share your website so that people can find more information about you and order your books. Okay, and then i got to tell you about the rest. www.themuffinlady.com Okay, and they can find your book, Sharing Mountain Recipes and Baking at High Altitude there. And do you do orders where you send out your product? Absolutely. Okay, so you're able to order it and have it sent wherever you are. And they're available for about 40% 40 discount on my site. Great, okay. My job is to share Mm -hmm. and to help others. That's awesome, and I love what you've shared today. Um, we only have a couple minutes left, so if there's a couple things you want to add to the rest of your story, that'd be great. Okay, real quick. I entered the book, needed to make a very long story short. Several months later, it was awarded Best First Cookbook in the World. Wow. Michael Mind World Cookbook Awards. And I'm up on stage going, what am I doing here? Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. So I've had two miracles in my life. One was the day they told that I was told the tumor was gone. The second was that award. Oh, that's awesome. And then, well, it gets better. The second book, the Sherry Mountain Recipes book, people kept asking for recipes from the shop mm-hmm. or the food that I was making. And that included some of my mother's and father's friends back east. Mm-hmm. So I... I I thought, okay, let's write another one. Mm-hmm. And this one, I decided, let's gather some recipes that have been requested from my family, from my mother's friends, my friends, my girlfriend's moms. And I put together the Sherry Mountain Recipes book. Great. And I titled it Sharing because that's what it is. Right. It's just sharing some of the good stuff of life. Mm-hmm. That's great. And I great. have special diets throughout both of the books. And then recently, to make to sum it all up, we have an issue with the childhood obesity in this country. Mm-hmm. I've worked with eating disorders inpatient for years, mm-hmm. and I've heard the culinary approach. Yes, healthy children are getting healthier, but the ones who really need your help aren't hearing it. Right. You know, and we're talking city mid to low income and rural areas. That's right. Mm-hmm. They're not hearing your message, healthy, 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 partially because they can't afford it, partially because they don't have time. Right. And you're focusing on schools, that's great. You're focusing on kids, teaching them how to eat and cook healthy, that's great, but you're not doing anything to help the parents help mm-hmm. their kids. That's right. It's all about so educating. I, right. So I decided to use my background in education and psychology and literally write a little book full of supportive recipes guiding parents 
how to make better food and behavioral choices for their kids. Because a lot of these folks don't realize, hey, mom, that prepackaged stuff costs more than when you make it at home from scratch. That's right. Mm-hmm. And making it from scratch may take five to ten minutes longer until you throw it in the oven. Mm-hmm. That makes you know, sense. And getting more fruits and vegetables in your kids is easy because they taste good. Right, right. But, and, and the last chapter is literally how to stock up on foods for health. Mm-hmm. Get all the produce this summer at discounted prices. You know, blanch it, hit it, skin it, throw it in the freezer. Mm-hmm. It's and, there. And what is that book called? Right. All right. Love more, feed less, a tasty path toward avoiding childhood obesity. I love it. That's awesome. You Ran- know, and even if you're in a dangerous neighborhood, mm-hmm. doesn't mean that your kids don't have to just sit there and exercise their thumbs playing a video game. Mm-hmm. Hook them up with a Y or with a PE teacher or get them one of those games where they have to physically maneuver it. That's right. There's all different you know, ways. There are solutions, but you've got to be the parent. That's not right. their friend. That's right. Randy, thank you so much for your time today and for sharing your incredible story. I'm very happy for your success. Thank and you. Again, I just hope it helps others. I'm sure it will. There's plenty of people who need to be encouraged and inspired, and I'm sure a great deal, deal of people who could use your recipe books. And again, um, this was Randy Lovin, The Muffin Lady at www.themuffinlady.com. Take care, Randy. Thank you very, very much.